Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Welcome to the Will Within Podcast. This is your home for shared stories of hope, perseverance, will, and inspiration. Join us today as we share another story that brings to life the underlying beat of our lives. Consider us your virtual friends. Let's get inspired. Welcome to the Will Within Podcast, and I am your host, Regina Pontus. Today, I get to speak with a woman by the name of Natasha Miller. What an engaging lady she is. She's an entrepreneur. She has entire productions that she started when she moved out to San Francisco, and she engages all kinds of productions for entertainment purposes, for corporate and private parties, and also she's the author of Relentless so moving the book. It talks about her hardships as a child, but going through the adversity and coming out on top. She is actually, her company has actually been recognized from Inc. 5000 as one of the top growing companies in the country. And I'm going to give a treat to you at the end and play for you one of her songs when she was doing jazz music. Her song is called Her Song, and it is extremely moving. So I really do hope you enjoy this interview. Without any further ado, my talk with Natasha. Welcome, Natasha. It's very nice of you to talk to me today. You had an inspiring, powerful story, and I would love for you to share the essence of it and tell us about what you're doing now and how you've overcome the adversity and became one of the, what is it, 5,000 entrepreneurs, I mean? Yeah, so exciting. yeah, I'm, I made the Inc. 5000 list That's of the top, Inc. yeah, fastest growing companies in America three How years amazing. in a row. You're inspiring, inspiring. Yeah, yeah so thank you. Let's try, let's just dive right in because you've got a lot in your book and I don't want people to, to miss out on a lot of things you were talking about. I usually talk to people about their early, early childhood and the development and, and if God played a role anywhere in that and and then, but you all started with your situation so early. Let's just mm-hmm. jump right into the book. Yeah, I had noticed you asked, um, you know, was there a turning point or a time when the relationship with my mother um, began to turn south? 
And I think the truth of the matter is it was when I mean, it started from when she got pregnant. So it's never not been um, challenging. I have to be honest with you. I don't, want, I don't want to give things away, but I think there is kind of a reason for that in, in hindsight. When well, there's a lot older. of reasons for it. And the funny thing is, is that I knew what I knew when I wrote the book, but I found out a lot more afterward mm. that explained, but did not excuse. I want to make sure that there's a difference. Yes. yes. You know, explained some of the things that happened to me from my mother's hand and mouth um, mm-hmm. with her words. Can you be yeah. just as cutting, by the way? I'm sorry? It can be just as cutting. Oh, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, being told that you're hated by your mother every day of your life and mm-hmm. that she wants to kill you is really, oh, you know, I can't say it's worse than being hit, but it, it shapes you definitely. Mm-hmm. So I had a very challenging uh, life growing up in the Midwest in the mid eighties when there wasn't very much talk or help with mental health and, and, domestic violence, domestic disturbances and such. So I was left to fend for myself at a very young age at 16 and I found myself at a homeless shelter for youth and then faced with the potential of going to foster care and then living on my own and trying to find my way through life and, you know, just fighting for, you know, fighting to be seen and to be loved and cared for and fighting for success and, you know, ultimately, I found a lot of peace and success. And, you know, hopefully this book will be, you know, a story that people can read and see Mm -hmm. themselves and parts of it. And I would love to be able to impact them in some form positively. I can already tell by the reviews you're getting that it is so impactful for so many people. Tell us about the vehicle that got you out of that existence. It happened to be music. It was music. It was music in my spirit. But I I would say if I didn't have music, boy, would it have been a a challenge for me to thrive. So um, at a young age, I was playing piano, um, but informally with my dad. He would sit at the piano after work and play ragtime and jazz and blues and classical. Mm -hmm. And there are pictures of me reaching up to the, you know, piano and plinking on one side or the other of him. And, you know, I had a natural early talent, or or I would say a natural early um, love of music that eventually became also a talent. And in fourth grade, you know, we didn't have much money. I I felt like I was coming from a place of having not enough. I was able to find the violin and take lessons for free. And I was given the violin at school in fourth grade to play so there, you know, wasn't a barrier to entry like there is so for, for so many people now. And, you know, it kind of took me through life. It created my life and it also saved my life in the process. And it did so by allowing you to be able to go to college that way, right? Isn't that how you got a couple of... Um... Yeah, I, I had full ride scholarships as a, as a classical violin uh, major. And this is in the face and the light of school oh, counselors right. not giving me any, you know, they didn't have any hope for me. Wow. It's amazing how music can connect you to so many different variables and other sources throughout the world that can get you out of situations that you never thought you'd be able to get out of. Right. You were able to to travel. You were able to 
eventually, if I'm not mistaken, go to Berkeley. Is that correct? Well, I took an online entrepreneurial course at the Berkeley School of Music in 2008 or 9. And that was a big deal for me because I had access to a really smart, very successful professor. And he gave me such great inspiration. And I worked hard for him. I worked, you know, working hard for someone else on your own project. Turns out that you're working hard for yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was that the catalyst for you going to San Francisco? No, I I moved to San Francisco when I was 23, 24, uh, with my then new husband. Well, my only husband at mm-hmm. the time. I'm since divorced who wanted to move to Berkeley, California, which is different than Berkeley School of Music, which is in Boston, yes, um, to study, not to study, but to practice architecture with someone he had high regard for. So I was like, I wanted to go to New York, but just get me out of Des Moines. Let's go. <laughs> Tell us how you first started um, developing the enterprise productions. Uh, oh, entire production. My sorry, company. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, I said it wrong. I typed it wrong. It's okay. That was another great building story on how you took adversity and you try to find all these different talents that you had. And you just, um, there was a a person I read years ago that said, uh, I can do that. And her whole conversation was, even if somebody, even if I didn't know how to do it, the person would say, can you do this? And she'd go, yeah, I could do that. And then yep. she's been like all night trying to figure it out. And when yep. I was reading your book, I got that sensation too. Yeah. I'll do that. I'll you try that. Your way. Yep. Yeah. So tell us about that. Yeah. I was playing with my string quartet and my jazz ensemble. And when calls for gigs came in on nights that I was already booked, I couldn't turn them down. Right. I couldn't turn down the, the revenue and and the profit because I was on my own. So I would bring in other groups and manage them for those clients. And so I kind of started my business unofficially that way. And then in 2001, I, I, I started it officially, meaning mm-hmm. I got a business license and started to pay taxes properly. And um, what exactly were the product offerings? Just so people are aware. Yeah, a jazz ensemble and um, string quartet. We were playing for corporate and social events. So social events are anniversaries and weddings mm-hmm. and birthday parties. Mm-hmm. Corporate events are, you know, cocktail parties, um, launch parties. You picked the right city for that, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, the first year or first year or two, I I really focused on what I knew. So that's jazz and classical. But then people started asking me for dance bands and DJs and aerialists and clowns and jugglers. So we just expanded with the client's request. And now we literally do every genre of entertainment, every discipline from dancing to singing uh, for, for local talent, but also headline talent. Was it because of your expansion to those areas that you were found out by Inc. and then you ended up going to Harvard Business School for the exec program? Well, I, I applied, I entered to um, be considered one of the fastest growing companies in America. And um, it turns out that, you know, with all the applicants, I was one of the fastest growing companies in America. Um, And then the programs at Harvard and MIT are through an entrepreneur's 
group that I belong to called EO, Entrepreneurs Organization. My niece worked there for that particular executive ed program. Yeah. So I was wondering, is that the, the abbreviated one, the way you, you go nonstop for like several weeks? So that, that a really is a different executive course. program, which looks insane and mm-hmm. wonderful. It is insane for what yeah. you said. But um, no, mine was shorter and it was an entrepreneurial master's program. I did it in November of 2019. And so I may have met her. I just you probably did. You know, <laughs> yes, it was a blur. Yeah, it's, it's a great opportunity. You know, you have a pinch yourself. And say to yourself, did I see myself like this at, at Harvard when I was in oh, Iowa? Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, what is happening I, with my life here? I'm pinching myself all day, every day, <laughs> still. I think you're so inspiring. Thank I you. love the visions of your company where you talk about collective and excellency and group mind. Own it. Love the own it. Yes. Because there's so many people that don't don't take the ball and run run with it to be able to bring either yourself the boss forward and right right i love how you push people to do that yeah so talk about some situations that you had that those visions have allowed you to persevere through in your corporation yeah as far as entire productions goes you know the core value of owning it makes it so that i don't have to micromanage my team and even better for them they don't have to be micromanaged Mm -hmm. by anyone right who wants that right right i mean maybe do the creative as well yeah, I mean, they're they're owning, I train them, I give them bumper rails, I give them a great system and process, and then I trust that they're going to not only do their job, but look for ways to be excellent and go above and beyond, um, you know, what their job description is. You know what I also found interesting? You nailed it in the book when you talked about the pandemic, mm. and they're just all of a sudden because of the environment that you were in, the offerings that you offered, that the industry just stopped mm-hmm. on a dime. Yeah. And you were so clever that you were able to facilitate changes to what you were doing. And tell us a little bit about that. And now well, you know, you the pandemic created a situation where our bread and butter of planning and providing uh, entertainment for in-person events disappeared. So my profitable multi-million dollar business went to one, uh, zero, to, mm. to no money. So, you know, it was a fight or flight response. I had to come up with something that was going to save the company. And we turned to virtual events and we got really good at doing them. And we did something special. And we... How did you come up with that? I mean, well, everybody I mean, I else knew was everyone, like, oh my God, what are I doing? Yeah, yeah I knew everyone was going to do meetings and such on Zoom or Google Meet. I didn't know how many platforms were going to be developed, which is kind of exciting. But what was happening was people were being burned out at 45 minutes to an hour and a half on a Zoom call where they just wanted to like tear their hair out. And it it occurred to me that people wanted shorter, faster paced segments. And of course, what do people really want? They want to be seen. They want to be heard. They want to be entertained and informed. But do they want to sit there forever listening to one person talk the whole time? Nope. So I just created this thing where we had modules. You know, you could have 15 minutes of a keynote, 15 minutes of interactive entertainment, 15 minutes of music, and then come back with 15 minutes of talking. So there was always something different happening. And it was a variety show versus a stagnant, horribly boring 
soul sucking. <laughs> right, time. I hear. So yeah. even when we go back to getting back to meeting in person, I see this as a, not just another vehicle for you now. It's expanded your horizons. Yeah, I mean, our, now, our right? business could double, right? Yeah. When when things start coming back completely to full person. It's in, so in person. exciting. Yeah. You, you really are a visionary in terms of, you know, I'm not going to, with all the illnesses that I had throughout my life, I think I can't, can't remember if I share with you my story, but you take one step or two steps back and one step forward, you feel like you're never going forward. But you've yeah. had the opportunity to really say, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to dwell on this sad thing. I'm going to make sure I can excel in step right. one step forward from where I was the last time. Yeah. You have that great character. And sometimes it's two steps forward, three steps back, five right. steps forward, one right. step back. I mean. So have you done TED Talks? To... I haven't done a TED Talk. No, I you do. You really a... should. Yeah, I should. I do a mixed performance keynote where I talk about the book, I read excerpts from the book, and then I play um, various music that goes with that excerpt. So, um, you know, I could shorten that down to the 18-minute TED Talk. Well, that's clever. I didn't realize you could provide the entertainment as well as do the keynote. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I never, that's, that's kind of unique. Yeah, all wrapped up in one. Yeah. Take me all, all the way through. I'm your entertainment and I'm your keynote yeah. speaker. Yeah. That's great. So what are, we, what are you going to be doing now, now that you've got your master's and you've got this I'm doing wonderful it. I'm doing business? It. Yeah. yeah. I'm, the book that I wrote um, is really what I'm focusing on now. I'm helping other entrepreneurs write their story, their memoir. I think it's a Fig- great idea. Yeah. Figure out how to publish it, what publishing path is right for them and how to market it so that people read it. I mean, for me, yes, as an entrepreneur, the number of books sold is important and the money generated from it, uh, not just from the book sales, but from speaking and from courses and such that I teach, that's important. The most important thing to me is that people are reading it and that I am providing positive impact in the world. I don't need to hear about it, but I like to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have a podcast, right? Tell I do. It's called, about that. Yeah, it's called Fascinating Entrepreneurs. And I interview entrepreneurs that have a million dollar annual recurring revenue business or more and that have employees because we talk about, you know, team bonding, core values, culture, that kind of a thing. How long have you been doing that? I started it, my first episode was in January of 2021, so I'm on year two. Good for you. Who's been the most exciting person you've talked to? (gasps) Nobody's ever asked me that. Okay, who's the most exciting? I mean, okay, so they're all fascinating. They have Mm -hmm. to be interesting people and or have interesting businesses. And honestly, the one that touched my heart so deeply uh, was John and Mark Cronin, and they own a company called John's Crazy Socks. And um, Mark is the father, that. and John is um, uh, his son who has Down syndrome. Yeah. And it just was an incredible experience listening to them both talk. And you know, I interviewed John, similar to I would how I interviewed his dad, and his dad was so thankful mm-hmm. that I spoke to him as you know, the entrepreneur, you know, founder of this company, um, instead of not addressing him or thinking that he couldn't respond. Correct. No, 
they are insp- they really are inspiring. You picked two great people. Yeah. I've seen them you a number of them? times on TV. No, oh. yeah, I've seen them on all different kinds of shows. That's you amazing. Know, Good pushing the awareness stuff like that. He's just such a sweetie. Like yeah, he's a nice young man. He really is such a doll. Yeah. So tell us what you're going to be doing um, with not just the book and the podcast, but you are going to continue working with with the company and speaking engagements and everything. Yeah. So I am. Um, I love to talk about my story and really hear other people's story. You know, mm-hmm. as I prompt them. And, um, you know, I'm teaching this course. I'm also teaching a course um, that? For, uh, online. It's all okay. virtual. Yes. And teaching entrepreneurs to scale and grow their business effectively and efficiently. I'm still running entire productions. Um, I'm working as a visionary and a strategist on the business and not in it day to day with clients and such. But I, I love my team. They're just phenomenal, mostly women. I love how you broke the cycle of what yeah. you endured and you yeah. are an inspiration, I'm sure, to your daughter. I'm very you proud of breaking that cycle and, and hearing mm-hmm. from her that she recognizes mm-hmm. that I did that. That's huge for me. Well, I can't thank you enough for doing this. How do people, well, let me ask you one more question. Sure. I always ask the one more. Tell me your mantra. Just do it. Okay. That's it. That's great. It's the same That's, thing as the owner. Just so it's it. it's my it's Nike's, but I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm I'm borrowing it. Stop tail on it. There's no problem with that. Yeah. That's great. It just tells you what you need to do. Do it. Just yeah. do it. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Where can people contact you or listen to your podcast? Tell us again where they can get that and yeah, if you have sure. a website. So- the website, you can email me through, you can find out about my podcast and about the book and about the courses is official natashamiller.com. Okay, official. Officialnatashamiller.com. And everything is from there. Yeah. That's the hub. That's the hub. Okay, great. Well, thanks so much, Natasha. God bless. You take care of yourself. Thank you so much, Regina. Oh, thank you very much. God bless. I truly hope you enjoyed this interview. It was extremely moving for me. And so I want to leave you now with a special treat. I'm going to be playing her original hit, her song. God bless. Start, some might say, hey.